0: We're on the road to Christmas again, and today, at last, maybe you're thinking we meet one of the central characters in the story. She's a young woman, perhaps just a teenager. She lives in the village of Nazareth in the uh, small community in the north of Israel, 65, 70 miles away from where we were in the last few days. Mary is pledged, it says, to be married to Joseph pledge is stronger than our engagement in our culture here in the west though to be pledged meant that you had already entered into a covenant to be married to that person and when that period came to an end you would go through a a big celebration where the whole community would get very excited and then the couple from their separate households would come and start a new household and they would be joined in marriage and the great expectation is of course that they would then have lots of children because that's what people wanted in those cultures at that time and into this little picture comes gabriel the angel once again something of an interrupter although he's clearly toned it down a bit from last time because mary is troubled but not by the fact that it's gabriel but rather by what he says to her greetings he says you who are highly favored the lord is with you Seeing that she's troubled, he, he goes on to say, you're going to have a son you're going to call him Jesus. Maybe Mary's heart misses a bit of a beat. Does he mean the wedding night? Because the hope, like all young women in that situation, would be that they would conceive straight away and the, the, the children would start coming. Is that what it means? But he goes on to say, well, this son you're going to have is going to be called son of the Most High. He's going to be David's descendant. He's going to have a throne. A kingdom is mentioned, a kingdom that will never end, that will go on for generations. And to Mary's mind, it would sound very much like the promised Messiah is coming. Could be her son. And even more worrying, perhaps, it sounds like it's going to be soon. That's a big promise. Will she trust it? It's the same issue as with Zechariah. And if the old priest found it hard to get his mind around it, how will the teenager get on trust is the issue on these next few parts of the road trust that is a belief that is put into action faith the bible sometimes calls it and that is going to be an issue that we'll explore as we travel with the characters in these few days here there's a promise to trust But also there is the one who made the promise to be trusted, God, because we see something here of what God is like. And that may kind of bump into our own thinking about God. What do we discover? Well, we discover that. He is a God who is gracious. That word favor, that's mentioned twice in the passage, has at the heart of it the word grace, God's generosity, the fact that God gives something just because he can. It's nothing to do with Mary being a good person or better than anyone else, but because God is gifting her with this enormous privilege. And then we see how God acts in the world. He does things. He doesn't just leave us to hope for the best. He can do things. And the Christmas account is how he's done something big time. And then there's the way he does things, the way he acts, just through the lives of ordinary people like Mary, who we've met today. Let's pray. Lord God, we pray that you will help us to grasp the way you work that you work in grace, that you freely offer us a part in your great purposes, in your drama, to bless this world. Thank you that you engage in the lives of ordinary people. We pray that you will help us to live in the light of who you really are, and that we'll discover that and follow that and get to know you through these days. In Jesus' name, Amen.